2: and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. How is everyone? Exciting things are happening all around us, and we are in the smacking center of God's move here on earth. What a privilege! Today, I will address the same subject that I had been teaching, preaching for the past two Sunday services, Because you all need to hear this. I have this opportunity and your opportunity to hear this important message for the next 26 minutes commercial free. How to hear the voice of God. For those of you who have been watching our live stream service on Sunday mornings, I am not finished with this teaching yet. So stay tuned. The scripture is very clear in Psalm chapter 95, verse 7 and 8, and Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. You will hear from the mouths of many Christians who have been Christians for a long, long time, and even some leaders, how the devil is talking to them. And they recognize the voice of the devil, but they cannot hear or recognize the voice of God. Those who say that God does not speak in an audible voice anymore means that they themselves do not hear from God or cannot recognize his voice. God changes not. And. I just read to you Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So this is the issue that I must confront. Why do you recognize the voice of Satan and you do not recognize the voice of God? Jesus says that those who belong to him, they hear his voice. And to the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. What kind of doctrine that says that God does not speak to his people anymore, but he allows the devil to speak? He is a sovereign God. This is a serious issue in the charts. You know, Joshua posted a small tidbit on YouTube and Facebook about this how important it is to hear the voice of God in our days and it is the most watched video or message for the past several weeks. It is mind-boggling that majority of those in the body of Christ cannot hear the voice of God nor do they know that God speaks directly to us, that God can speak and wants to directly speak to us face to face. So don't change the channel. If I hit you with the truth right between your eyes, then this message is for you. So in the name of Jesus Christ, take a listen. If you are one of those that are desiring to hear from God and you don't know how, so this message is also for you, my dear brother, my dear sister. This is important for our today's life, and I do not mind offending some of you by confronting your doctrines and theologies. It's part of my job. God did not lose his voice just because you never consult God on anything when good things are happening in your life. Don't search God only when you are in trouble. Even in the happy and, a, and a prosperous times, you need to consult and talk to him. So surely God did not lose his voice when he sent the Holy Spirit to abide with us forever. You are too important to God. You are so dear and precious in his heart not to talk to you or not wanting to talk to you. If you say, well, I am not prophetic, I am not a prophet, who says? Abraham was considered by God as a prophet. Did he even prophesy? Did Abraham give interpretation of dreams and visions? You cannot even say that that was the law. Abraham was before the law. Keep that in mind the disciples in the book of Acts. They are apostles. And how dare them to receive word of knowledge, to prophesy, that's for the prophets, to cast out demons, to heal the sick. But they all did that, and then some. Before Apostle Paul's epistles were given or were even recorded, Every one of the disciples and the believers of our Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Acts, they were all led by the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who enabled them, who inspired them, who taught them, who led them, and who instructed them. This is why when we read or meditate the book of Acts, we are in awe of the signs and wonders, of the miracles that God did. The Holy Spirit is the voice of God. The Holy Spirit is God. You want signs and wonders to follow you? Then let us pursue the things of God. Let us recognize, hear, and obey His voice. We all know that Moses heard the voice of God, right? He was having conversations with God. And sometimes there were instances that he argued with God. I think twice when God told him to be the deliverer of his people, he said, choose somebody else, right? And Moses later on questioned God When God wanted to destroy the whole nation because of their insolence, Moses reminded God, God, what about your reputation? People can say that you were able to lead your people out of Egypt, but you cannot take them to the promised land. And we also know that God wanted and spoke to the whole nation, but the nation of Israel. At those times, they were the one who did not want to hear directly from God. They told Moses, go ahead, Moses, hear from God for us and then tell us what God wants us to do and we will obey you. They are the ones who did not want to hear the voice of God. Are you one of them? Are you one of those who did not want to hear the voice of God? I would dare say absolutely not. Not you. You want to draw near to God. You want Him. You want to experience Him and taste Him and talk to Him and ask Him many questions in your life, right? Then let us pulverize your demonic doctrine, the lie that you have been believing all these times. God wants to talk to you. I am going to build a case to completely destroy that demonic man-made doctrine and those who have been teaching this wrong doctrine that God only speaks through them. Stay away from those people. Run straight to God. God does not play favorites. Example, in our household, of course, there are five of us, Mike, me, Joshua, James, and Erica. When I want to talk to James, I don't go through Joshua and tell Joshua to tell his brother what I want to tell him. No, I call James and I talk to James directly, personally, face to face. If I want to talk to Erica or to Joshua, I go straight them. When they were young, I made a point that at least one day or for a few hours, I'll spend quality time with them individually. Where did I get that? I got that from my late parents who spent time with us, especially my dad, and from God when I got born again. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens. Our citizenship is in heaven, and we belong to the household of God. We were adopted into the family of God. We were adopted into sonship. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. So if we are in the same family, and God does not play favorites, He wants to spend time, quality time with you, And he wants to tell you himself that he loves you, to tell you about his plan for your life, because you are important to him. Every member of the body of Christ is as important as everybody else in the body. Don't ever think that you are a lesser person or like in Romans chapter 12, don't ever think highly of yourself, okay? In the eyes of men, most of us, probably, or even in our own eyes, yes, we are a lesser person. That one person is more important, one person is more beloved by God than us. But the truth is, in the eyes of God, you are as equally important. He loves you as much as he loves his own begotten son, Jesus. He is that good. And He is that kind of God that I am so excited about. I will give you instruction later on in how to follow God. Okay, Follow them and the Holy Spirit will take over in teaching you if you let Him. Result then is when we all get together, whether Sunday service or Wednesday or whatever days, everyone will have something to share to the whole body. Some will have a new song, some prophecy, some word of knowledge, some word of wisdom. Will that be exciting? Those who are in five offices, keep in mind that we have one purpose and one purpose alone. To prepare God's people for the works of service, Ephesians 4.11. And we will preach and prepare God's people for works of service until... We have reached unity in Christ Jesus. Then our offices will be vacated or gone away with. And when is that? Until we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Okay? Into a complete man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's the purpose of the five offices, not just the pastor, not just the prophet, but all of the five offices. Again, when our offices are gone away with, until we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, into a complete man to the measure of of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so we may no longer be children, toast here and there by waves and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness with deceitful scheming. It is not by Satan. He's already defeated. It's by men, by people. This is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. And I read to you the modern English version. Okay. Now that I'm on the roll, let me destroy another false doctrine. What is this false doctrine? This false doctrine is every Christian needs a pastor. Yes, we needed a pastor as soon as we got born again and still infant in the kingdom of God. But not everyone have to have a pastor. I read the entire book numerous times and this doctrine is not there. Is this a part of the deceitful scheming and craftiness of men as stated in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14? Is this the reason why God appointed Some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, teacher, and pastor, not just a pastor. And pastor is not the head of the church. Jesus is. What if they're not ready to leave? It is to control God's people. It is to limit them, to keep them as infants. Because I'm going to babysit you, always come back, give your tithing, once in a while, I'm going to let you sing. I'm going to give you a position. And if you're rich and you're a tither, then your position will be in the treasury. Your position will be in the finances. I'm going to feed you every time that you're here. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to hold your hands and said that is infancy. That is being still children. Okay? That's still being immature. But just like in the real life, once your children reach a certain maturity, then they make their own decisions, they cook their own food, they earn their keep. And this is also in the kingdom of God. But why did we introduce this um, scheming and deceitful doctrine? To control God's people so that they're not going to leave us. Because our reasoning sometimes is, what if they're not ready to leave and they will be led astray? They were already led astray by that stinking doctrine that everybody needs a pastor. Mike and I had been in the ministry for a long time. Yes, people come and go. But when we welcome them and excited for them to join Freedom Fellowship Church. Even if it hurts when they leave, even know that it is not the time for them to leave, we bless them. And we continue to cover them with prayer so that if they, once they realized that they still need the discipleship at Freedom Fellowship Church, they will not be hesitant to come back. For those that were ready and wanting to leave, we bless them. We ordain some of them so that they will be fully equipped. Please do not instill fear upon God's people, okay? It is a part of our job and our responsibility as a pastor, as a prophet, as a leader, to lead them to the fullness of the stature of Christ. This is why we were appointed by God and this is why we're here. We're not supposed to limit them. And you know what? God is more than able to bring them to him. Because God looks at the heart. He never gave up on you. He never gave up on me. So therefore, God will not give up on them, even if they made a mistake. How do I get over situations like this? People coming and leaving the ministry? I cried a lot. Yes, I fought offenses sometimes because some people, when they leave, they say a lot of bad things or negative things. And I just kept silent and kept on praying. I pray that they will each see the light and stay in the kingdom of God to stay with Jesus. And I pray that before they leave, they will be able to see the light and stay. But if they leave, I thank God all the time for the short time that I and Mike and Freedom Fellowship Church got the opportunity to minister to them, to pray with them, to break bread, to instruct them, to train them. And then I released them from any offenses and blessed them anyway, even in tears. Why? You and I need to continue to remind ourselves they are not our people. They are our brothers and sisters in Christ, but they are God's first. And we have to consider God first and foremost. Are there times that I was angry and hurt? Yes, of course, hundreds of times. Especially, like I said, if they were spreading lies about me. Yes, I got angry. But I don't want to be pushed to the hilt. Remember? So don't. if you're the one who leaves, don't, don't say negative things. Just be at peace, okay? And if you, just like me, a pastor or a leader, and some will say that they're not happy or they're about ready to leave, don't make them lie by saying, God, God is moving me somewhere, especially if they only stayed with you for, for a few weeks. First, God led them to you, and now God is leading them away. Just uh, if you are one of those, leave at peace, be a peacemaker and pray for the leaders. Pray for the ministry that you left. Okay, because once you get your own ministry, you're going to find out that there is no perfect ministry, that no matter what you do, it is not perfect for somebody else. Okay, you are not perfect for somebody else. So keep that in mind. But uh, still, God can still move. But what happened to Moses is he was pushed to the hilt. Moses' cousins or other relatives, 250 appointed leaders, rose and came against Moses. This is, I believe, in Numbers chapter 16. And Moses told them, you have gone too far. It was obvious to everybody that God chose Moses from the beginning to lead them to the promised land. And God chose Aaron, a Moses' brother, to be the priest. But these 250, because they were also in leadership, they are people of renown, they got a big head. They told Moses and said, everybody here hears from God. Everybody here is holy. Why did you elevate yourself to be the Lord over us? Now they thought that they never needed Moses and they encourage or influence other people. So Moses got angry with them because they have gone too far. And he prayed to God and said, God, do not receive their offering because I have not taken anything from them. And then he prophesied, Moses prophesied. He said, you know, if this 250 who rose up against me, die of natural death known to man, then God did not choose me. But if the ground opens up and swallow them up, it means that God appointed me as your leader. And you know the the story. The three families, their belongings, their animals, their wives and children got swallowed. Got swallowed. The ground opened up swallowed them, and then the ground closed in again. And you think that the entire nation, you would have thought that the entire nation learned their lessons, right? No. The following day, they came to Moses and accused him of killing the men and their families. And when they offered censors to God, they got killed and plague killed fourteen thousand seven hundred people. How did the plague stop? Moses instructed Aaron to intercede on their behalf, the very same people who accused them both. The one prophet that God appointed was the one who stopped the plague. If Moses and Aaron did not do that, if they continue in offenses, then the entire nation would have been, would have been dead because of the plague. Meditate on that. And I am running out of time again. Let me continue this week if I can. So here's instruction number one. If you got convicted on what I just shared with you today, go before the Lord and repent. Change your mindset and focus on God and His character, His abilities, His attributes, and that He loves you. You start from there, okay? I got sidetracked with Numbers chapter 16, but I am sure that that message is also intended for a number of our listeners, including especially the leaders. So you can truly hear from God. And next week, I'll try to condense it in 26 minutes. Okay. What I want for you to do is to ask the Holy Spirit to confirm what I am saying to you is the truth. This is the message for our time This is the prophetic voice of our time. Those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time.
1: Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. dot sogmi dot org